Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hall of Famer Whitey Ford now on the field, pleading with the crowd for, for some kind of sanity. Uh-oh, and a barrage of pretzels now knocking Whitey unconscious. Wow, this is, uh, this is a black day for baseball. Anthony Heron on 670 to score. Part of the next three hours, I am your voice. This is Anthony Heron on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score broadcasting live from the score Hyundai studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Go ahead, and hit me up at 312 644 6767. That is where you can either give me a call, the listener line, the score listener line, powered by BetQL, Bet Smarter, and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. You can also text me. At that same number, 312-644-6767. The Tech Zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. We'll see. I don't anticipate any breaking news to develop throughout the night tonight. That is brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo, privacy is simplified. And guess who will be with me throughout the show tonight? Guess join us on the Score Hotline presented by Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Big and Heron. I got my guy Studs, Adam Studzinski, on the ones and twos for me for the next three hours. I'm with you till 10 p.m. tonight. And, of course, you have all been following the news for the last few days, the last few weeks, last couple of months here, but it's all come to a head over the last couple of days between Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association and we have now at least reached the the official impasse as the Major League Baseball owners. They set their rather rather arbitrary deadline, uh, but the, the deadline itself that was set of, of yesterday evening and then extended on baseball's side of things into essentially the end of business today, and uh, a deal was not struck between Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association, so we'll have sound for you from MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred and MLB PA Executive Director Tony Clark. But I want to hear a lot from you throughout the show this evening as you, uh, as you look to perhaps 
drown your sorrows, pour one out, but whatever it is you need to do to get through this evening, we will be here with you for that. I do, I feel for the the purest of the pure baseball souls out there just feeling low at the moment, uh, it, especially when you look at it through the lens of, of yesterday evening, just as the, the day sort of unfurled throughout the day yesterday where it started with a, a lot of gloom and doom yesterday and then you kind of got through uh, some certain portions of the afternoon and once we got into the evening, there seemed to be this this new life and this new zest and a lot of positivity for, for what could be, what might be and all the, the discussions that were taking place into the wee hours once they sort of parted ways. The, the essential message on the whole was that, you know what? This thing might get done. Things are kind of close. Both sides are, are feeling like, you know, some momentum has been building. And then, of course, that, that momentum was, was, uh, was slammed shut. They, folks got busted in the chops. Everybody got a, got a knuckle sandwich to the nose as today developed. And there was no deal struck between the owners and the players. And, you know, I mean, full disclosure, I, I'm certainly, uh, I have a tendency to be pro-labor in, in matters like this. And, I actually, I, in some ways, I sort of felt akin to where Derek Jeter stepped away from the, the Marlins yesterday and where, you know, he obviously had a, a long playing career, one of the greatest players of all time, Hall of Famer, and then he stepped over into being a suit and he was on the management side, as many before him have. And you know, I had my playing career not quite to the same status as, uh, as Derek Jeter. Uh, didn't exactly live my off-field life in the same way Derek Jeter did either. Uh, I, I kind of, you know, I, I got tied down rather early as a, as a rather young man. But that being said, um, but I did for for a stretch of time there go over to to the dark side to being a suit with the Arena Football League office, and that that can be an awkward situation to find yourself in. But I, in in understanding both sides of it, at least what the what the goal of both sides are in the end what what a lot of it comes down to for me and why you know even even in the midst of the the realization that sure the if the baseball players wanted to just you know put an end to this and just accept whatever deal was on the table they could do that but they're not asking the owners to lose money the owners are are profiting hand over fist so baseball is as lucrative as it's ever been. Now there are definitively the the issues, the struggles, the concerns that baseball has at the moment with continuing to grow the brand, continuing to grow the fan base, continuing to grow especially domestically the participation in the game in all age groups and demographics. So those concerns are there. But I mean, TV revenue for live sports is, is the driving force in, in all industries at this point. And so baseball owners are not losing money. They haven't been losing money for quite some time because both national and, you know, whether you call it regional or local television revenue allows them, and television and radio revenue, allows them to, to sort of fill their coffers. And so you do have what, you know, legitimately understandably feels like the, the millionaires versus the billionaires and and I know a lot of folks out there don't necessarily have any real 
not, I don't know, any real concern, any real sort of conciliatory feeling, any real, um, any real urge to, to feel bad, any sorrow for, for the players or for the owners. But I, I would say, and I, I was saying this, uh, I've been saying this a lot in recent days, and as I was in transition uh, during one of last week's shows that I was on, I was doing transition uh, from, from Chris Ranji to me one of the days I filled in for Lawrence. And I was surprised by one opinion Ranji, Ranji had, and he shared with me that he, he feels like baseball is going to be fine regardless. If baseball misses games, sort of, you know, regardless if they miss a big chunk of the season, that they'll be fine. Now, I believe that is relative. You know, whether or not baseball is fine is, is a very relative term because what does fine really mean? I don't think the sport is in, in danger of not existing anymore. You know, once they start playing games, people are going to show up. There's still going to be TV deals there to be had. But th- there's a market share that that baseball is sort of constantly feeling like here over the last couple of decades. Like they're just kind of s- swimming against the current to some extent, just trying to find their way to to get more enhanced revenue to to get away to get in into the consciousness of more and more people in a in a way that that allows their revenue stream to continue to enhance and right now that's been an uphill battle for baseball for a while now and it's why the the National Football League and major college football frankly have continued to sort of you know overtake Major League Baseball to to a wider and wider margin and why the National Basketball Association is moving into that number two slot because all those different demographics, the interest there and the, the, the resources that, that viewers, that fans, that consumers pour into those sports and how, how frequently those sports get consumed just continues to expand and evolve in a way that for baseball it doesn't. And that's why I don't, I don't understand. I mean, you know, they're they're going to reach a deal at some point here. Right now, at least what ownership has decided for the moment in baseball is that they're going to miss the first week. They're going to miss essentially the first, the first two series of the season. So it's essentially the first week of the season. Uh, so that's, that's what's happened so far. Now we're only a few days away from missing more than that, you know, if we're just going by sort of the, you know, if we're just like looking at it through sort of symmetrical timelines, I, I don't know that they're just going to cancel things week by week. Initially, the, the threat, I think it's fair to call it a, a threat that was there was, you know, if things weren't done by the, very arbitrary timeline that they set. Then it was going to be the whole first month of the season was called off up to this point. It's not the first month that's been called off, but it is the first two series that are there, which amounts to about a week and we'll see what develops. But I don't think you're going to see ownership go week by week with this thing. You know, we'll see where we're at a week or so from now. And perhaps at that point, that's where they, you know, throw the, the bigger, the bigger salvo. Maybe it is more of a haymaker and say, all right, we're, we're just calling off the, the entire first month of the season. At that point, the players have been doing, I, I suppose their due diligence. They've been trying to set themselves up to survive this moment, you know, sort of setting up uh, ways operationally. And, you know, the, the amount of guarantees in baseball money when you're at the professional level are, are different than, certainly different than my, my sport that I play, different than, than football where, you know, unless you, you got some big-time signing bonus money in football historically, and there's more and more guarantees that have been worked into deals in the National Football League now than there's ever been the case before. 
that's pretty much when you're at the major league level. That's been the case in baseball for quite some time. Here you sign a deal, you're at the major league level, you're getting that money. But where things in, in baseball have sort of ebbed and flowed from a financial standpoint with the players is that they now are in a position where they've been able to set themselves up even more. We saw it. Well, I'm saying we saw it. There, there are folks out here, there are adults in this country who weren't alive when baseball missed its entire postseason, missed a chunk of the following season there in the early to mid-90s, in 94 and 95, when there was no playoffs, there was no World Series. That was just about 27 years ago when that happened. What, 27, 28 years ago at this point, 94, 95. And since then, it seemed that, that baseball was at least always aware of that, to not go through what they went through in 94 and 95. That's a part of where, in my mind, you know, where I'm not shocked that baseball is now going to miss some games for the first time since then, but how deep a cut will, will they be willing to accept? That's the part I'm, I'm honestly still not certain about as I sit here and, and talk through this and think through this. How much will baseball be willing to skip I retweeted our guy, uh, Herb Lawrence. So he, he tweeted about an hour ago just saying basically that, you know, his his hope and, you know, for Herb, he's he's moving. He's, he's got his his baseball things happening out there. And Herb tweeted. What, what do you tweet? Uh, you know, if we're going to miss be missing games anyway, I want the players to hold out as long as they can to get the best deal. It would be ideal for them to be playing immediately, especially for people like myself and people like himself being people who've you know moved on opportunities more specific to the sport of baseball. Uh, and he finishes sweet by saying, you know, but it is much more important to get a deal that works for them. And that that's where the that's, you know, the end part of that is kind of subjective because what, what works for them, what works for the players? One of the issues that I don't understand with baseball is why they're willing to put themselves in this position every five years. Like every handful of years, baseball just goes through this over and over again. They get a, a CBA together and then going to be doing this same thing a handful of years from now again. I don't get why. And, you know, as, as much as football goes at it and they take out the brass knuckles and it, there's just there. I mean, you know, the, the money that's being argued over in baseball is certainly more than most of us will ever see in our entire lives. And it is dwarfed by the money that football argues over. But that being said, at least when the NFL goes at it and a CBA comes up and really this last time, you know, they weren't even there wasn't even really a big threat last time of games or action or practice or anything being missed. The last NFL CBA negotiations but baseball, they go through this every five years and then everyone gets reminded of how how petty some of it seems. They, they get reminded of a world that existed without baseball where the majority of adults in the country were alive, you know. 27-ish you know, years ago, and, and certainly those who weren't alive when it took place in that early to mid-90s time frame has heard about it and, and recalls that. I mean, for me, you know, I'm, I'm about 15 years old when that was going on. I was just becoming a high school athlete at that point, and that third, and you know, many of you who are athletes right now here in the state of Illinois know that, how that happens, where you, you, got your, you got your fall sports, you got your winter sports, your spring sports. For me, my fall sport was definitively going to be football. My winter sport was definitively going to be basketball. Basketball was my first love when I was a kid. 
there was a little conjecture. I, I didn't necessarily grow up in a baseball passionate household. We went to a few games here and there. We're from the south side of the city, so more Sox than Cubs. But frankly, either team that was doing well, we were kind of willing to willing to get behind them, to accept them, to root for them, because it's all Chicago. You know, we're basically a Chicago family, it's a pro sports town. And for me, in those you know formative like mid nineties years, early to mid nineties years, when I'm in high school crossed my mind to play some baseball I ended up doing track and field instead but part of that just in in looking at it through that lens I'm just a part of a demographic where baseball missed an opportunity for me in my formative years as a competitive athlete for me to even give like real deep consideration to going to trying out for the baseball team to to trying to see whether or not that was something I, I was good at was I passionate about it did I enjoy the sport you know Several other factors, sure, that, that would go into whether or not that was going to be my spring sport. Had a bunch of my teammates from from football, from basketball, who ended up doing that instead of track and field. For me, just wasn't wasn't something we did as as readily in my household. And then, you know, just that that same time frame when baseball was just stepping away, and it 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 didn't grip me. And they they missed that opportunity for me in my window in that age bracket to grip me. And since then, it just feels like there there's been this this ever-evolving loosening of, of the grip for a lot of people who aren't as passionate about baseball as they once were. And so we'll see. I mean, it, it will certainly be, I believe, like I was mentioning in, in transition, talking to Ranji about this the other day, I'm of a deeper belief than Ranji that if baseball does end up allowing this to, to drag out for quite some time, I do think it'll be damaging to the league. I do think it'll end up being damaging to the sport. How much so? I think it depends. What, what concerns me, what surprises me at the moment is that a lot of this is going on. I was mentioning this to Roger the other day in transition. I don't understand why, if they're going to miss time, why not take that time? And Rob Manfred tried to allude to that a little bit. We'll, we'll, play, we'll play some of Rob Manfred and Tony Clark for you after I take a time out here in a moment. They should take this opportunity to fix the game itself, to fix the action itself. If you come back, as a as a more as a more speedy, a, a more enjoyable, a more invigorating sort of product on the field, then at least you can come out of this and say it wasn't just about money and something that I think everyone can view as productive and and good for the long term health of the sport could be something that comes out of this, but that's not what they're doing right now. At least. That's certainly not what the results are telling us at the moment. 312-644-6767. is the number to call, the number to text. Going to have some phone lines open all throughout this evening. Phone lines already lighting up out there. So let me take my first time out, come back, and start to hear from you folks out there. Ron on the south side, I know you were there, and you were waiting your opportunity to get involved in this. A lot of phone lines open for the rest of you to take part in this discussion. How are you feeling at the moment? Were you surprised that a deal didn't get struck? Were you hopeful when you went to bed last night? And at this point, how much time do you think baseball is going to be willing to miss? Are you blaming the owners? Are you blaming the players? Are you sick of the whole situation? Will you return after they miss time? There's a lot to discuss here. And I feel for you folks out there. It, It doesn't. Doesn't affect me in exactly the same way. I'm not a season ticket holder, but we, you know, we we go double figures games, a lot of seasons that we get out to in all different cities around the country, especially 
once that weather turns. But I know that the Matt Spiegels of the world out there, they're, they're these purest of baseball souls out there that are feeling it right now. And I know you're out there. Go ahead and give me a call, 312-644-6767. I am Anthony Heron. This is Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We worked hard to avoid an outcome that's bad for our fans, bad for our players, and bad for our clubs. I want to assure our fans that our failure to reach an agreement was not due to a lack of effort by either party. The players came here for nine days, they worked hard, they tried to make a deal, and I appreciate their effort. Our committee of club representatives committed to the process They offered compromise after compromise and hung in past the deadline to make sure that we exhausted every possibility of reaching an agreement before the cancellation of games. Public enemy number one for some folks out there, Rob Manfred, MLB commissioner. Every possibility was exhausted, he says. As opposed to just accepting one of the counterproposals from the MLBPA. That, that's actually, that was a possibility. That was something they could have done. So I think that it's at least fair to say that's an overstatement. That, uh, that, that the owners, that the baseball, that the management side of things exhausted every possibility. Because they didn't. I mean, unless the players just didn't make a counteroffer after the owners locked them out. Which we know the players did make counteroffers. And those kind of offers were accepted, just like the players didn't accept the offers that came from Major League Baseball. So at least that, like the the option of accepting the other side's offer, 
that that was not an option that that either side ended up uh ended up I, I suppose it was probably explored but neither one actually pulled that lever neither one used that option but that, that is an option that was not actually exhausted uh, just to correct rob manfred there on that particular point three one two six four four six seven six seven i'm anthony heron here on the score with you till 10 o'clock tonight a lot of baseball discussion with the the huge news that is out there. Of course, with the first two series of the season being canceled, I suppose at least that's better than the whole first month of the season being canceled as baseball had been threatening. But uh, my guy Adam Studziski, he's with me throughout the evening here tonight. Studs, uh, I, I don't know where where were you at as you were laying your head down on the pillow yesterday evening as you were kind of monitoring things. Did you think were you actually getting hopeful or were you guarding and protecting your heart last night? So I, I will preface this by saying that I'm not a super baseball romantic guy. Like I'm not like mm, Speaks. I enjoy speaks. baseball, yeah. but I, you know, I just, it's, it's not something that I'm like overly concerned about, but of course I'm following this. And yeah, last night I wasn't, I was not hopeful last night. Like, I was like, Oh, they're, you know, it looks like they're making some progress, but I, I highly doubt. I was like, I went to bed at, I don't know, 1am mm-hmm. and I was thinking, yeah, there's no way I wake up and they have a deal, you know, and, <laughs> and I was right. I woke up and they didn't have a deal. And, uh, to, excuse me, my voice is, I got a bunch of crap at the back of my throat. So I don't know what's, right. the weather changing always does this to me, but, uh, <laughs> so yeah. And then I am seeing things go throughout the day today and I'm just like, yeah, there's no way they're, they're not going to get a deal. And yeah. it was like, good. Okay. They pushed back their artificial deadline mm-hmm. a few hours, like good for them. And then for Rob Manfred to come out and say what he said, which is what we came into the segment with here, which is like the first thing that came out of his mouth in his press conference and his opening statement, for him to say that they exhausted every possibility and this wasn't for lack of effort is complete like BS. Like I and I'm 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 driving in earlier listening because we we played this press conference on the score earlier today. So I'm listening as I'm driving in. And I actually like yelled in my car. I'm like, that's you know, beat. Because <laughs> like, they had three months to get this done. Like, they had right. three months. Like you did not. This is not for lack of effort. This is lack of effort. And <laughs> the players even talked about this a little bit in their press conference. They're, they're, they're saying like, yeah, we, we had time. We were available. They just didn't want to. Like, they basically said without saying like they just didn't want to. They didn't want to do this. They didn't want to <laughs> deal. You know who baseball owners are? Baseball owners are, you remember like in, in middle school when everybody had to at some point in middle school gym class, you had to like get timed in a mile. I don't know, Studs, you're a, you're a marathon guy at this point. Yeah. Everybody out there who had to at least get that timed mile in middle school gym class or high oh, school gym class. Oh, I hated running class. back then, yeah. And then you'd, you'd get those first few laps. Let's assume everybody just did them in a four-lap increment. And there was always that kid or the couple of kids who would just basically be at like a trot. You know, like a like a, a show pony trot, just kind of hopping along at, at just a pace that isn't going to have any kind of perspiration associated with it. Then you get three laps in, then you get three and a half laps in, and then at some point they decide, you know what, now I'm going to look good. Now I'm really about to kick it into gear. Now I'm about to show what I got. Here comes my finishing kick for this last, like, 100 meters, 120 meters, so I can just have everybody yelling my name. That's basically what the baseball owners did. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent what they did. And you know, and, and Manfred saying like again, the, the not for lack of effort. Like, dude, he wasn't even there for the first like three days last week. He didn't show up <laughs> until either Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember which one now. So the the first 
four or five days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The first four or five days of the negotiations in Jupiter, Rob Manfred wasn't even there. So what do you mean it wasn't for lack of effort? (laughs) You weren't even there, dude. Come on. Oh, let's let's see. Let's get out to the phone lines at three one two six four four six seven six seven. We still got Ron on the south side out there with us. Absolutely, big ant. Absolutely, man. I know you mentioned that you weren't really following baseball as closely, and uh, I got to just give a shout out to my man Matt Spees. We always Mm -hmm. say baseball is life, but look here, I was, and I, I remember when the team was developing with all the young players from the 90s. And I know people have made some comments and references to the 94. 93, I, I, I knew they weren't going to beat Toronto. I, I just knew that. But I thought the team was better in 84, so that was a disappointment. So just wanted to mention that. But you, you also mentioned that improving the game. And one of the things that, to me, and you'll see it with basketball. You don't see it. You can't see it with football because you need to play offense or defense. See, I grew up when, when really the stars that we liked were playing great defense. Uh, the, the Wizard of Oz. And, you know, see, I grew up just listening to about Aparicio. And, but, see, there is no more action. You know, uh, some of the – there's always conversations about who's the best Double play uh, com- combination. The guys in uh, Ro- 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 Roberta Alomar. I mean, those are magicians. His, his name's escaping the shortstop. But that was the beauty of the game. If you, the people that really understand baseball and they look at the special highlights, when we talk about, certainly we know about Ken Griffey Jr.'s offense, there's defense, Willie May. So, so I just want to say, and see, that's what's missing. There's no contact. Lastly, this I'm just so I'm not giving up on the game because this is the only sports that I like. So hmm. uh, it's for me. But so I'll just say this: and that in 1962, uh, Bill Vec, in his book Vec is in Wreck, he said it must. He said. Baseball has to be a great game to have survived its ownership. So (laughs) he said that in 62. So I'm holding on to that. I'm not giving up on the game because really I I don't like the, 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 I don't, I don't follow NBA. I don't follow NFL. So none of them is perfect, but to me, it's still the greatest game. I'm going to stick with it and, and just hope the White Sox can get this thing going and get back playing. All right, big hands. All right, Ron. I, I feel you, and I appreciate you, my man. 312-644-6767. And part of what I hear in, in Ron's description there, and to some extent Ron's voice there, is there is a level of patience in the most passionate baseball fans out there. You know, he he mentioned Speaks, and Ron seems like he's right there kind of toe-to-toe with him as far as just his love for the sport and it is when it's played at its height when it's at its best it is a magnificent sport and I'll say this you know as, as far as one of the, the last sort of points of contention that was that developed here as, as much in, in recent days like all right is, is this carrot being held out there for 14 teams in postseason or are they just going to settle at 12 and there's so many other issues that are worthy of repairing with the game but I do think it's worthwhile to get more teams in the postseason, get more teams just at least in the playoff discussion, if not at le- actually participating 
in the playoffs as well. I think that's a good thing. Now, that being said, that doesn't mean the players should automatically acquiesce to it. Just like on the football side of things here, when you have that that additional postseason game, that is where the interest is at its peak. That is where the consumer is most engaged. I, I go to Stanley Cup playoff games. I, I, I went to – I've been to more Stanley Cup Finals Blackhawks games over the last decade plus than I have regular season games. Because that, that's when I'm most interested in hockey. I, I don't go to regular season hockey games when the Blackhawks are in the postseason, when they're making a run towards the Stanley Cup. That's when I showed up for that. And hockey is the sport I'm least interested in. So, yes, baseball, I go to a good amount. Me, my wife, you know, she's from New England, like I've said before. We, If we're out in the Boston area where we're actually, frankly, we're going tomorrow. If the baseball season had actually begun, we'd probably be going to a Red Sox game sometime in the next few days, just like we do here on both sides of town. We do it in Atlanta. We do it in Detroit. We love going to games. We just we don't go to dozens and dozens throughout the year, but we get anywhere from five to ten games in, maybe a dozen games in a variety of ballparks around the area. And you know what? We do enjoy it. The product, when it's being played well, is definitely worth your time, your attention, your love, and it's – you know, it, it's unfortunate, especially here. Like folks from Ryan are hearing Speaks talk about it earlier. I feel that pain. I hear that pain in folks' voices that the game won't be there for at least a little while. We're going to transition to hoops here. we got the voice of the Milwaukee Bucks, one of the Bulls' next and biggest opponents in the Eastern Conference on the way in just a few short days. Got Lisa Byington, who will be joining us next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. They need to start showing some of their, their championship pedigree. Giannis with the block. Something to watch. He's got to set the tone for that, but well, it's go time. And that's the second spectacular block. I mean, you see spectacular blocks in this league from players once every three or four games. He's gotten two here in the first quarter. Our thanks to Bally Sports Wisconsin for that sound. You hear those dulcet tones on the call. It is the first day of Women's History Month, by the way, here March 1st, and an individual who decided to abandon me so she could make some history a few months ago is my guest now on the Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas hotline, home of the world's largest sports book. And on the hotline right now is my friend Lisa Byington. She is the face, the voice of the Milwaukee Bucks. You heard her right there. Uh, on the call of Giannis and the Bucks, one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference as the race tightens in the East. Everybody trying to get to that top seed. And Lisa is there for every bit of the action in Milwaukee. LB, how you doing tonight? I'm good. Just to clarify, I, I did sign a contract, five college football games in the fall with Anthony Heron, and I'm out. It's been, <laughs> you know, five games, a nice round number. I thought I was being fair to the process. <laughs> That was all it took to run her off. We got five games in, and then she was gone. Decided she had to make her way <laughs> to Milwaukee. Uh, there, there's plenty of hoops happening. I obviously want to get a lot of hoops discussion going, but you know, you you over the years you have resided here in our fair Chicago. You have been to a number of Cubs games and and just baseball in general. I know you're just a purveyor of sports at large. What what is your your initial reaction just in knowing that some baseball games are going to get missed here? Yeah, well, I feel like it happens like um, it feels like every three years or every four years, yeah, you know, it's right. uh, I, I'm glad I get my paycheck in a sport that's not named baseball. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it, it's what like it's you deal with with some of the biggest contracts in pro sports, right? In in the sport of baseball. And um, 
that has something to do with it, I think. And it's, it, I mean, it's unfortunate. I, I always hate when sports have to come to a, a halt or a pause or a cancellation of, of anything. And, you know, I, I'm feeling it from, um, I just see it from a different perspective. I see it from, and I don't know if, if, if viewers even think about this, but the, the folks at Valley Sports Wisconsin, you know, they cover the, the brewers up here in Wisconsin. And um, some of these people are, are, are freelancers. And so you think about, you know, the back and forth that you, you go through with these with these baseball organizations and the franchises and the owners and the, you know, whatever. And it's it's like it affects everyone, though, because now it trickles down and it affects people whose livelihood are making you know, somewhat of of a paycheck in the summer covering baseball. And so there's nothing, in my opinion, there's nothing that's good about this that's happening um, across the board from the fan perspective. Uh, I know that the that the players would, would love to play. And uh, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, that's all I can say is, is whenever something like this happens. So, so I hope that they can uh, work through it soon. I hope we have somewhat of a baseball season coming up. Right, especially once the weather turns. Nice to be able to go out there and sit out at the ballpark and just have a Well, a yeah, let's be selfish. Time. I mean, where are we going to do? Like, Anthony, you and I, where are we going to have our, like, hot dogs now? You know, if, exactly. if, if I join you in Chicago, I mean, where are we going to have our beer and hot dogs? Like, right. on the right. corner, you know? like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I suppose we could. but stadium to do that is. And okay, we, can, exactly. we can pay our $15 for our hot dog. That's what you want for the entertainment. I mean, doing it on the street corner, there might be some entertaining folks walking by but you don't exactly know what you're getting into yeah exactly exactly <laughs> uh well let's talk about the hardwood here because milwaukee the the bucks and they're they've obviously proven themselves over a couple of seasons here as one of the the most dangerous teams in the nba but with that being said the bulls had had you know kind of started to jump start some things they've been all kinds of banged up what what stage as you know the bulls face atlanta and then later in the week They'll have the Bucks. I know Milwaukee has a game before. They'll see the Bulls also. What space would you say, just two games back of Chicago right now, are the Bucks? In what space are the Bucks at the moment? Are they kind of getting back towards full strength? They are. Um, you know, it's. I hesitate because I, I look at the standings and and I would say maybe top eight because I'm going all the way from. So top eight would be Heat, Bulls, Seventy Sixers, Bucks, Cavs, Celtics, Raptors, Nets. Um, you know, you look at the top eight and and maybe you can even go further down at the top ten. It's been such a strange year, Anthony, in the in the NBA. Like I I don't know of many years um, where where you get into the month of March and you really don't know what all of these teams are about. And, and why is that? Because you haven't really seen all of these teams at full capacity, whether that's because of injuries or COVID absences. And so I think the season, as weird as it sounds, as strange as it sounds, I think the season really starts now post all-star break um, you know, everybody's getting a little bit healthier. Uh, the, the teams are, are realizing that, you know, we're now down the stretch. We've got, what, 20 games left for a lot of these teams. So I think we'll really start to see kind of the 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 realness of every team and, and who they are. It's going to start to show. Um, you know, with the Bucs, I, so I put them right there. I, I'm not, I, you know, I, I watch every single game that they've played here this year. And I still don't think that we've seen them 
capable of doing what they what they can do. You know, we still haven't seen them with Brooke Lopez. He's played one game. Um, Pat Connaughton is now out, and uh, and so those two guys will still be missing come Friday when the Bucks play the Bulls. And so it's just you know they've they've entered in some new faces with the trades and some pickups lately, and and so it, it really is a, a huge question mark. I, I think you know first of all turnovers and defense have got to pick it up. And, and the Bucks did that in, in their game on Monday. Um, and so they looked better in that way. But, you know, they got to they gotta shift it into their championship mode and, and kind of the, their, hey, we're, we're the defending world champs and, and we got we to gotta start looking like it more consistently. And um, I'll be interested to see how they look in the month of March because, Anthony, the Bucks they actually play the hardest schedule left in the NBA when you, when you look at the winning percentages – of the opponents that they have left, they have the toughest schedule left to play. And that's a really intriguing note because the Bulls coming out of the All-Star break were, were one of the squads you know, viewed as having amongst the hardest uh, remaining schedules in the NBA as well. Continuing our my discussion with Lisa Byington, the face, the voice of Milwaukee Bucks television here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score you can find her on Twitter at Lisa Byington. And the, the trade deadline obviously was such a big topic for teams all throughout the league, and the, the Bulls made their acquisition uh, or you know, really didn't make any significant acquisition. But then on the buyout market, they ended up getting Tristan Thompson in. The Bucks ended up getting Serge Ibaka. What, what was the hope for what he'd add and very early since that transaction took place? What have been your impressions with Ibaka? Yeah, they needed a big guy. It was the big thing. And, um, you know, kind of like the Bulls, right? You didn't really have to make a huge, big splash in, in, in a trade or in the buyout market. Um, but you needed to fill a space. And, and what Serge Ibaka does is I mentioned that Brooke Lopez has been out. He played the very first game of the season against the Nets and then ran into back issues. He's had back surgery. They hope, the Bucks hope, to have him back this month. But throughout the year, you could see at the 4-5 position just the fact that, that the Bucks weren't playing Brooke Lopez, didn't have that guy. It was really starting to wear and tear on guys like Giannis and Bobby Portis, who are really kind of logging those 4-5 those minutes. And, um, you know, Giannis even joked, I think it was really early in the year, like in December, in one of his post games, he just said, you know, Brooke Lopez, please, please hurry back. You know, <laughs> we need you. And so, and so that's essentially, you know, what this trade did. Um, the Bucks, uh, signed had, had signed earlier DeMarcus Cousins to a 10-day contract that kind of filled the void. Um, there, there was some relief. You could see it there. Uh, the Bucks didn't feel like DeMarcus Cousins was their guy, but Serge Ibaka is is someone defensive oriented that always that always fits nicely with Mike Budenholzer. He's always a defensive minded coach, and and not only that, but Serge has won a championship with the Raptors, so so he knows what it takes. He's got that mindset. He's seen what it takes to win a championship, and so now you've got a guy who's got who can fill in some of those minutes at the four five position number one. Number two, you got a guy who's defensive oriented, and number three, you got a guy who's already got a championship mindset who's going to fit in with a championship team. And that that really, really seems to stand out with Milwaukee because obviously Giannis is just so gifted physically and has all the different things he can do on the court. But it does seem like there's a 
uh, you know, Bulls coach Billy Donovan has talked about just kind of the mentality of his team and the willingness to play defense and, you know, just not, not necessarily being as, as, as sharp in kind of key and critical moments. And this is the playoff chase, as you know. It feels like that is not necessarily as much of a concern with Milwaukee coming off of an NBA championship. In what ways does that, does that part, kind of the intangible part of, of the Bucks and, and what can make them great down the stretch, how, how does that end up standing out as you see it? I think it's great. I mean, not only the fact that they won the championship last year, but it's the way they went about it. You know, they fell down two games um, in the Eastern Conference and then two games in the NBA Finals, you know. And so it's like not only do you learn how to win a championship, but you learn how to win a championship the really hard way, and that's the, that's the comeback way where you're you're really kind of um, staring elimination down, in, you know, in the face. And – and so that's what that's what they were about. And so I just kind of I got the feeling like all season long is that they're in a they're in a different situation this year. Like let's let's really not um underestimate the fact that this was the shortest off season in NBA history and for for all the teams. But also even more so for the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks because they went deeper into July to win that championship. Um, and so you might look at the record and say, oh, this is, these are your world champions, and the Milwaukee Bucks right now are seen that as a four seed, and they're 37 and 25, and, and that's not really impressive. But I think the whole season has been really, really systematic with this coaching staff and that there's no panic. And, and why is there no panic? Because of what they did in the, in the playoffs last year. And so they realize that they just have to navigate it. If they get a, a four seed, a three seed, they're okay with that. Let's not forget they were the three seed last year and won it all. So I think they just have to navigate the minutes. They have to navigate through some health concerns. They have to navigate through having the shortest offseason in NBA history and even more of a shorter offseason for guys like Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday who went to play in the Olympics after they won an NBA championship. Let's, let's not underestimate that. So um, it's very planned. It's very systematic. And, and now that they've gotten to the point where there's 20 games out, I, I just think – I think the I think the NBA world is going to start seeing this this championship mindset here in Milwaukee. And last one before I let you run, uh, Giannis. He's uh, he he feels he looks like a space alien just watching him do certain things on the court. And <laughs> you get to see him in person on a nightly basis now. What stands out about him? He's a Greek god, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, you know what? So a couple of things. I mean, it's. You know, with this job, and, and when I took this job, number one, it's it's I never take for granted the seat that I get to sit in, and and that's one thing that you know the the play by play who was before me for 35 years, his name's Jim Paschke, and and he was one of the first phone calls that I'd made, and uh, and that's one of the things that he told me is Lisa, you sit in a great seat, and and I realize what he means by that every time I get to sit there, I get to call. NBA games for the defending world champions for a really great franchise. And they've been wonderful to me since day one, since I I walked in there, they've made me feel so welcome. Um, So that's the first thing. And then number two, you know, um, I I grew up, you know, um, I grew up in in Michigan. So I grew up as a a little bit screwed up. I grew up as a a bad boys Pistons fan, (laughs) but um, had Michael Jordan posters in my bedroom, you know, so 
So I love Michael Jordan, the greatness that he brings. And, um, and I really truly believe this, that um, Giannis is, is one of those great ones. And, and I don't take for granted the seat I sit in, not only for the team that I cover, but the player in him that I get to see every night. And, and the fact that he's only 27 years old, um, he's, he is just getting better. He's just getting started almost at 27. I know that sounds ridiculous because of the things that he's accomplished, the MVPs, the championships and stuff. Um, he is unique, and he is a unicorn. And, and I get the best seat in the house every night to watch him play, and, uh, and it's absolutely amazing. Well, we'll have to uh, root for you to have a great call on Friday and then, of course, root against the, the Bucks as they face the Bulls. But in, either way, <laughs> I know you'll be as professional as it gets as, as you call the action because it's definitely a fun team to watch that will play out. Appreciate your time, LB. Hopefully we'll get a, a baseball game in sometime in the, in the spring and summer months. Yeah, if not a baseball game, we should at least do hot dogs and beer or something on the street corner. You know what? That's probably a better idea. I'm sure there's plenty of entertainment that will be available for that. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> no problem, man. Talk to you later. All right, that is the great Lisa Byington with me on the Circle Resort Casino in Las Vegas hotline. If we take a time out, come back, we're going to transition back to some baseball discussion. Our guy Bruce Levine will join me for the latest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 